Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting Podcast presented by Tomahawk Nation. We are the three stars. My name is Tim Allenball, and I am joined by the recruiting guys from Tomahawk Nation, Josh Pick, Dr. David Stout. This weekend, Boston College is traveling down to Tallahassee, and Florida State is loading the sidelines with recruits from several different classes. Uh, Florida State hot off a victory over Louisville, is now 3-0, and uh, looking to make it 4-0 this weekend, 8 o'clock p.m. or 8 p.m., primetime game uh it's going to be a crazy atmosphere at dope campbell uh boys let's jump right into it uh josh if i'm being honest i don't think this was the type of weekend that i was expecting when uh boston college was on the calendar as the fourth game of the year now you look before the season you think like oh boston college like that's probably like one of the low points for home games as far as conference or rivals go but Florida State started out 3-0. and They got a primetime matchup versus BC, so it's like, hey, let's strike while the iron's hot and let's get some big-time prospects on campus. Yeah, and they're going to have some big-time names. But before we get into that and talk about some of these names, David, um, how do you feel about Florida State's approach here? Are, are you glad to see that the, the staff is self-aware enough that they, they realize, hey, we've got an opportunity to make it a big weekend? I mean, this is this is a big time move by this staff. Absolutely. I, I love the strategy on this because, you know, going into it, I figured that, you know, there would be a few 2023 prospects. We, you know, we knew that DJ Chester, uh, the offensive lineman, had been targeting the BC game to come in. Um, so, you know, you figure you're going to get a couple 2023 guys on there. I thought for sure they'd really hit hard on 2024. Um, but as we're looking at this list and we're, you know, we're independently confirming with guys who are going to be there, 
this is a big weekend. I, like you said, Tim, I think this has exceeded, you know, all of our expectations of what this was going to be and the way the strategy is shaping out. And we'll, we'll get to the names here in a second. It seems like they're going to bring in a handful of uncommitted 2023 targets. Um, you've got, you know, offensive line, defensive line, defensive back, uh, some, some targets there. And then they're also going to have, you know, five to seven current commitments in the class of 2023 who are going to be there as well. And so I love that strategy of, of surrounding them with some commits. Uh, I believe so far there will be at least one commitment for every position group of uncommitted players coming in. So what I mean by that is, you know, if there's a top target at defensive line, there's going to be at least one commitment from 2023 defensive lineman who's going to be on campus. And so you can see the strategy permeating there, which is really exciting. And then as we kind of get into this, we're going to see some big names from 2024. We've got a huge name from 2025 coming in. And so I'm excited about this, man. I, you know, I, like we said, you look at it and you're like Boston college, ho-hum. But all of a sudden, you find yourself with an 8 p.m. kickoff, so you get a whole day with these kids before the game actually starts. This, is, this could be a really nice weekend for FSU. And I want to start with some of the committed players that are going to be on campus this weekend. Um, for me, the number one name that I want to talk about is we've seen reports that Rod Kearney is going to be on campus. This was a guy that, uh, as, as early as two weeks ago, was getting flip crystal balls or or, you know, future cast or whatever you want to call it. There's been rumors that he's been wearing Florida gloves. He's been on campus twice in Gainesville. Josh, I think for me, this is probably the biggest committed name to get on campus this weekend. Yeah, the biggest name, period. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate because you thought that the big rod was going to be a solid commitment, and who knows, he still might be, but Florida's been putting the heat on him big time and and dropping some cash there, and uh, this is huge to get him back on campus, and and bring his friend Brian Green, his teammate, plays wide receiver there. And Florida's been kind of pushing with a PWO offer to Green. And so getting Big Rod on campus with his best friend is huge for Florida State. So let's go right into some names to talk about, Josh. Um, from And let's kind of go class by class with, with 2023. Who are some of the names to know from the 23 class that are going to be uh, in Tallahassee this weekend? Well, obviously, we talked about Big Rod. Uh, Boots will be there as well. Lamont Green Jr. Uh, I know David loves him. Kenton Kirkland, Florida State commitment, who, you know, it was, it was Kentucky, Florida State, right down to the wire there. And he has been so, so vocal for Florida State. That's been great to see. And he's going to be back on campus this weekend. And he's a buddy as, with Big Rod as well, another one of those Jacksonville prospects. So I really like seeing that. Um, Darren Goldie Lawrence, uh, wide receiver who's been. A lot of talk there, UCF trying to flip him, trying very hard, uh, has a great start to his senior season. He's going to be on campus. And then Tavian, Tavian Gadsden as well from Savannah um, as far as committed guys. But the three uncommitted guys for 2023 that I'm lo- really looking at, DJ Chester, who David mentioned earlier, that seems to be a Florida State LSU battle for the talented offensive tackle prospect. Jordan Hall, defensive tackle from uh, Jacksonville. I think George is the leader there, but – Great for Florida State and Odell to get him back on campus and uh, Coach JP to do some work there as well. And then the third name is Mike Mitchell, running back, committed to Utah, but he's been on campus now three times on his own dime, and that's huge to see for Florida State and another Jacksonville area kid. I'll also add to the, to the mix there is uh, at defensive back, 
Uh, we're, we're trying to confirm with him, but Sean Russ, uh, four-star defensive back, should be in town as well. He's a guy that uh, FSU's in his top three. He doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, we haven't heard much about his recruitment, but we know that he likes Florida State, another South Florida prospect. Um, you know, that's going to be one that's that'll be interesting to see because, like I said, we just don't know a whole lot. Uh, and we know that FSU is still looking for defensive backs, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they prioritize things going into this. Josh, any name from 23 that I don't think we'll see any commitments this weekend necessarily, but any name particularly in the 23 class that you feel like uh, not outside of the committed names that you feel like this weekend could maybe have the biggest impact on? Uh, the two that I'm looking at are DJ Chester and Mike Mitchell. And Mike Mitchell, to me, from what we've heard, seems like an academic situation. If he gets his grades to where Florida State feels comfortable with him, I think that Florida State would offer. And I think if Florida State offers Mike Mitchell, he'll flip from Utah to Florida State. And then DJ Chester is the other name that I'm really looking at. If, if Florida State's offensive line is a good night, and I just it's great to get Chester back on campus with Alex Atkins because Atkins is an A-plus ace recruiter. And something to remember, too, with Chester is we know that he's trying to make two different visits to Florida State. So this could be the first of two visits that he comes in. So we actually we, we don't even know if this is going to be an official visit for him. This may be an unofficial and he uses an official later. So absolutely huge in that recruitment because he is the top uh, prospect left on the offensive line for FSU. I, uh, I got to see a little bit of Alex Atkins in person last Friday night, and uh, the dude just carries a certain aura about him. I know that that's, a, that's kind of a, a goofy fanboy type thing, but uh, the guy has a definite attitude about him that, that lets you know that he's somebody that you would love to just kind of flock to and hang around. But uh, I'll stop fanboying for a second. Josh, let's talk about the 24 class. Uh, some names to know, uh, and definitely – something we'll talk about after we get through the list, a definitely different approach we're starting to see this, um, this coaching group take on when it comes to the 24 class. Yeah, and four kids that I kind of highlighted just, you know, there's some, some names that I've seen out there that just not sure that they're going to make it in. So four names that I highlighted were Barry Walker, a four-star offensive lineman from Chris County in Georgia. Uh, that's a kid that Florida State was prioritizing early on September 1st and has been on campus multiple times. Uh, DeAndre Robinson is a four-star interior defensive lineman from down in Orlando. Um, and then two defensive backs, two safeties, uh, Jalen Hayward, a four-star safety from Rock, Rockledge, which is uh, Jay Sean Corbin's high school. And then Fred Gaskin, a four-star safety from Vanguard High School in, o in Ocala. So those are kids that Florida State's definitely targeting and, and really looking to try and get in this class. Yeah, I think there's a good chance if we do see a commitment this weekend, I think it's going to come from 2024. Um, and we do have our our eyes on a, a couple of names there. And like Josh said, you're, you're bringing in a bunch of four-star, three-star prospects in 2024. And so those rankings could certainly change. Um, but the name I'm kind of watching is, is Fred Gaskin. He, he has been to campus multiple times, clearly really likes FSU. So it's going to be interesting to see if any of them choose to pull the trigger after this weekend. But, uh, you know, the thing that struck me with the 2024 names is FSU is bringing in some serious star power and defensive backfield. And, and let's talk about that for a second, David, if you don't mind. You're seeing Florida State start to shift focus more from 23 to 24. Was the earlier – uh, with the early signing day period, you know, that 23 class, the time to really make the influence 
and, and make the moves is getting smaller and smaller. And a lot of these relationships and where these kids are going to go are kind of already uh, starting to narrow down. And so props to the recruit or props to the, to the coaching staff as they are now shifting their focus to 24 and have been for a while. And I think this show that shows a lot with the majority of the people that are going to be on, or majority of the players that are going to be on campus this weekend are from the 24 class. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tim. And, and we've seen that uh, FSU has really done a great job filling needs in the 2023 class. And now they find themselves in a situation where, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say whale hunting because not all the prospects left are whales, but I mean, they're definitely in a situation where they've got, you know, maybe between five and seven spots left. Um, and, and they want to fill those very intentionally. And so with that, we know they're probably going to take some portal kids as well this cycle. So that really allows you to narrow your focus in 2023 to those kids and really shift a lot of the wide net over to 2024. And so what they're doing is they're bringing in a lot of different prospects from the 2024 class because they want to see these kids in different settings. Now, you know, obviously on an official visit, the kids aren't working out for you. You know, you don't get to see them on the field or in practice or anything, but you can still see how they interact with each other. You can see how they interact with their families. You can get a read on kind of what their priorities are, what the family's priorities are. So this is where they're kind of casting a wider net. But again, I keep going back to seeing some of these names in 2024 keep coming to campus. And so we're starting to see some names that certainly they really like FSU and FSU keeps letting them come to campus. So there's got to be some mutual affection there. So it's going to be interesting to see if anybody pops who it is. But at the same time, we'll also keep an eye on the communication that FSU has with some of these guys as they start separating themselves from the pack. And it's just kind of interesting to me. It kind of feels like for the first time, Florida state is caught up on recruiting. Like ever since Mike Norvell has been head coach, he's been catching up. Like he was catching up on his first class. And then, you know, the second class and like he's finally caught up to where you can kind of, okay, 23 is feeling pretty good. Let's start to focus a little bit more on 2024 and 2025 kids. That's a great point, Josh. And, and that's great news for Florida state. And it's not great news for Florida state's rivals because now Mike Norvell and his recruiters like Alex Atkins, all those guys are starting to get on a level playing field, which is not good news for our rivals. It's, it's definitely um, interesting to finally see some of the stars aligning for Florida State. You finally got uh, a product on the field that you're happy to show. You have finally caught up with the early signing day uh, being behind the eight ball with that, with, with when they came in you know, right before the signing class that they did. COVID is finally pretty much all those restrictions are gone. Uh, so you're finally seeing uh, Florida State kind of get that benefit. And you're almost seeing the rivals like Florida and Miami, obviously not quite the same situation as far as where the teams were. But now they have to kind of catch up with some of those struggles. So it's good to see finally some things going right for Florida State. Uh, Josh, a real quick uh class of 25 class of 26 there will be a couple of kids on campus from those classes it's crazy to think about way out that far but that is important that the coaching staff already starts to make those inroads uh any names to know from those two classes well personally i'm not going to touch 26 because those are like 10 year olds or something so uh we'll just stick with 25s for tonight and uh five-star wide receiver jamie french from mandarin in jacksonville uh his brother maurice started at pittsburgh and 
He's you know five star receiver. Awesome to have him on campus. Uh, Winston Watkins, uh, Sammy's cousin, Texas A&M commit, tweeted out earlier in the week that he's coming to Florida State, but I haven't seen his name confirmed yet. So it'll be interesting to see if he shows up or not. And then the other name that I, I want to talk about is Jalen Bell, a cornerback from Grayson High, and he's not ranked in the composite, but Rivals has him as a four star, and he's got offers from Auburn, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Florida State, Miami, LSU. Like he's got a ton of offers. So. Jalen Bell, a little bit of an undersized cornerback, but from Grayson High, just an incredible program in Georgia. I represent the Mandarin Mustangs, my old stomping grounds down there in Jacksonville. So, uh, Man, I am so excited about Jamie French getting on campus. So so being local here, um, this kid's been on the radar since since he was in middle school, and he's finally getting a chance to play against, uh, against the men in high school. And so far, so good. I'm actually going to try in the next couple of weeks to get out to one of his games just so I can watch him play. Um, but he has all the makings of a future five-star wide receiver. So it's awesome that FSU is getting him out. And I will actually toss out one 2026 name because it's someone who may be a little familiar to Florida State fans. Uh, Dexter Carter, former running back coach uh, and running back at FSU, infamous for his flag planting on Tiger McMillan that one game, if you haven't seen a clip of that. Do yourself a favor, look it up. It's just a fantastic moment in the FSU-Miami rivalry. His son is actually going to be in attendance, Devin Carter, 2026. Um, so, again, more, more uh, you know, just legacy commitments, uh, you know, could be down the line and everything. But we're already talking about 2026, and we got another another son coming in from, from Dexter Carter. So that's awfully cool to see that, the you know, you got uh, Weldon's boy coming and all that. So it's, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, because, of course, the dads are coming with these guys. So we're going to see some FSU legends on the sideline as well. Don't forget the Cromarties. They're coming <laughs> eventually. Yeah, and you could fill the whole football team with those Cromarties. And I know our Tom Creation readers and our, you know, the rest of the podcast staff is really shocked to find that David's excited about a wide receiver coming to campus. You know, like, <laughs> shocker. Never would have guessed it to happen, you know. Man, and, and, man, in 2025, Jamie French may have my signature line. We'll see. <laughs> Josh, I had to think about it in my head. I think those 26 kids are like 15, man. So not quite 10 year olds. Okay. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there at this point, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's a legacy kid. So I have no problem with David, you know, giving him a little bit of love. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's definitely going to be a huge weekend for Florida state. I, I do I do hope with the assumed injuries that Florida State has on the field that they're still able to put together a pretty good game. And I, I do have to say, uh, if it is Rodemaker behind the helm this weekend, I, I, I think if Florida State wins this game, it may be sloppy, but it's going to be such a, a, another block or another step or whatever you want to call it of building that family atmosphere that Norvell and crew have been preaching because um, being at the game on Friday against Louisville, there was so much joy and happiness for Rodemaker and the success he had on that field. That team was unbelievable. um, Johnny Wilson was so, you know, so, so congratulatory of, of him and complimented him. And Norvell and everybody, you can tell that team really believes in each other. And even if it's kind of a hard-fought game, Florida State comes out with a win on on Saturday. 
it may not be as pretty as, as like the score you want it to be, but it's going to leave an impact on those, on those kids, in my opinion, uh, just with the atmosphere that it's going to be with, with seeing that, that camaraderie and team feeling. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, as you talked about that, it made me think once again, like every recruit that we hear from, even ones that don't end up at Florida state, they talk about the family atmosphere at Florida state and what Mike Norvell is building and cultivating in Tallahassee. And like, that just reemphasizes that when you talk about that again. And, and just one more thing to remember is like when these visitor lists come out, like they're so fluid and rides fall through and kids are flaky and who knows what's going to happen. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. So kids might not show up that are on the list. Kids might show up that aren't on the list. So just, you know, keep that in mind, keep everything with a grain of salt when you see these lists. Yeah. I want to say, Oh, go ahead, Tim. Yep. No, go ahead, Dave. So last thing I want to say to Noel nation, who's listening, uh, we got Doke under the lights, 8 PM. Um, please show out, please represent because again, these moments don't come along very often. And certainly we have not had one at FSU in some time uh, where the Knowles have a chance to be four and O they have a chance to come out, win a game they're expected to win and you have all day to prepare for it. So you can bet that these recruits and their families, they're going to be there. They're going to be hanging out. They're going to be taking things in. So I hope y'all will show up. Those of you who can uh, show up in Tallahassee, get loud, do the chop plenty and give these kids a memory that sticks with them when they're on other campuses, uh, because we've seen that. We've seen you know some some visitors take other visits to other campus, and they're like, "Yeah, that was a cool experience, but Florida State was better." Uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, you know another opportunity to see Doke under the lights. Everybody shows up and shows out, and uh, just enjoy the ride, y'all, because this is we've we've had some dark days on Florida State's recruiting trail, and these are pretty light days, and so. Uh, you know, don't worry too much about the end of the day and will he sign? Will he won't sign? Just enjoy the moment because there's a lot to be enjoyed right now. And we're glad that y'all are hanging with us through it. Yeah. And very excited on that note, just to kind of see that the student section sold out. I think Doke's going to be rocking on Saturday night. As we see it on social, as some of the contacts and fillers that we have out to players uh, get back to us and whether or not they're going to be on campus, we'll be dropping it in the official recruiting thread on Tomahawk Nation. Josh and David will be plugged in as they always are bringing you all the updates and uh, we'll be discussing past commitments this week and other highlights when it comes to Florida state uh, over at Tomahawk nation. So always check us out there. Uh, If you're on Apple podcasts, give us a like a subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Tell us just how amazing it is. Every time David's dog makes an appearance on the show. We're excited about Florida State's weekend, probably the biggest weekend that they're going to have this year up until some of those bigger games, maybe like against Florida. So definitely turn out. We'll have all the updates that we can have on Tomahawk Nation. So for Josh Pick, for Dr. David Stout, I am Tim Allenball. This has been the Florida State of Recruiting Podcast. Let's keep climbing.